Ultra. back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. Uh, and today on the show, we'll be discussing Praxius, the sixth episode of Series 12. Mm-hmm. Written by Pete Mc... McTeague? 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 I'm going to say McTeague. I'm going to say Pete Kerblam. Uh, He's the Kerblam, Kerblam man. man. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Pete Kerblam uh, and Chris Chibnall uh, and uh, directed by Jamie Magnus Stone. Um, he, Braxia, uh, uh, remember to cycle, recycle everybody. That's It's too late for that, Scott. <laughs> She said we were saturated with plastic. We're going to get diseases from not recycling our plastic. That's the lesson. Hey, next time yes. next time you feel like a big man and want to mouth off to Greta Thunberg on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You are your body is infected with microplastics. Yep. And so is mine. And it's gonna it's just gonna cover your whole body and teeth. You're gonna die of Tim Shaw's disease. Yeah, oh Tim Shaw's disease. God. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 I, I don't know. Dude loves teeth. Chris Chibnall so loves disturbing. teeth. It's so disturbing. I hate don't it. For, don't teeth. forget the teeth. Don't Nick. forget the teeth. And put the teeth on the skin. Yeah. Either real teeth, plastic teeth, teeth. Yeah. We literally, I literally thought that they were gonna, that Tim Shaw was gonna come back, or that they were, they were, they were from whatever hellhole Tim Shaw was from. Yeah. <laughs> Dude loves teeth skin. Yeah. He's into it. But then there was also, this isn't the first time that that's come back, though. Was it Spyfall or or the second one, Orphan 54? We saw teeth on the skin again Oh, yeah. I don't remember. We like, I think it was Orphan 55. Yeah. I don't remember the context of it, but I think that's where it happened. Oh, it was, uh, I think it was one of the engineer lady. Some Someone was an alien, and the way they communicated that she was an alien was she had, like, weird teeth skin stuff oh yeah oh it was scorpion um queen person with that's her weird right. prosthetic teeth oh that's, that's what, what it was, was. cast remembers <laughs> cast remembers uh did we like yeah. this one um i so <laughs> i'll say this for it i don't think it it ended up amounting to much mm-hmm. like i think at the end of the episode i was like Okay, that's it. All right, cool. Mm. Um, but it didn't feel like any Doctor Who episode I'd ever seen before. Mm. But it still felt like Doctor Who. So at least I have to give them that. Whereas like in the past, when we've seen an episode in this era that has never felt like a Doctor Who episode <laughs> I've ever seen before, it also doesn't feel like Doctor Who. Yeah, it's like a bad thing. 
Yeah, this one I was like, okay, like I if this is what the show was like all the time, I could kind of get on board with this tone. Mm-hmm. Like it still felt like Doctor Who. I don't I don't <laughs> excuse me. I don't think it was a great episode. Um but it was fine, you know, and like sometimes that's okay. Uh you know, I wish every episode was amazing, but we all know better than that. That's not how Doctor Who works. Well, if life were only moments, then you'd never know you had one. Right, yeah. So um, I like this one. Uh, I like the gay guys, gay astronaut and uh, gay cop or detective or whatever he was. <laughs> like two Ken dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the astronaut and the cop are married. Now kiss. <laughs> now they kiss. <laughs> the doctor saves them. Uh, yeah, I was I was thoroughly entertained, and it, yeah. it, it really astute because this did have like a fun, uh, you know, going back to what you said last week, Scott, about Chibnall. Like this was a fun mystery. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun like eco like bio like mystery. Yeah, and uh, like the best of Doctor Who, I think it had a really fun supporting cast. Yeah, that I was thoroughly engaged by, and I was ready for any and all of them to just become <laughs> companions. Also, <laughs> at one point, like I I wanted the end of this to just be like, let's all be companions. Right? And there's just <laughs> There's going to be like six companions now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like. Uh, well, well, Cass, what did you think? What were your general thoughts? Um, I think I like this one more than the Tesla one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, think I like this one more than Tesla. Um, I liked the tension. Um, mm-hmm. My one thing, though, is aside from the creepy teeth virus, um, I don't understand why we're separating the companions from the doctor constantly in every episode. I mean, I know that's like, it's like yeah, a very, it, it, um, it's like know, the only, like it's like, thing. It's like yeah. the only solution or, or the only thing that they can come up with week by week is, Oh, we have these three companions. What a convenient way to create three subplots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was Orphan 55. I felt like that was kind of Nikola Tesla to a certain extent where they're like, oh, this character can go with Ryan. This character can go with Yaz. And this mm-hmm. character can go with Graham. And then this character can go with a doctor. And we just will cut. We'll just round robin. We'll cut back and forth between these four subplots mm-hmm. until they all come together and they solve the mystery together. Mm-hmm. This is also, I think, the third episode, at least, that the catalyst is that they were looking. They were chasing a weird energy reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they just like off camera were like, oh, a weird energy reading. Let's split up and look for it. It wasn't off camera. It was at the end of last week's episode. Oh, that's how it started? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Because I was too busy picking my brain up off the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Last last week she was like, yeah, so there's a me that I don't remember and Gallifrey is dead and I'm really confused about all of this. But hey, weird energy reading. Let's figure out what that is. <laughs> there we go. That's okay. how the last episode ended. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think that this was... Um, I think the the separating of the companions doesn't usually work, but it worked for me in this one because it was a good use of that trope. Yes, yeah. Where they were like all over the place, like Madagascar yeah. and Peru, Peru and yeah. and a, a secret base underneath the Indian Ocean. Like, I guess just because it's been <laughs> like four or five episodes in a row that this has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think this is the best use of it. I want to see yeah. more of Graham and Yaz together because that yeah. is really funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When when, when Graham was like, it's on the other side of that wall. Yeah. And then she moves the map. It's on the other side of that tour. Yeah. <laughs> is Yeah. And I again, like I really Ryan always gets like fun. He's like the Zuko. It's like how everyone would go off in an avatar and have like a heart to heart with Zuko. <laughs> everyone has a heart to heart with Ryan. <laughs> 
Uh, so here, here's a fun little thing that I noticed just this poking through IMDb. So uh, the character of Gabriella, uh, the, the 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 YouTuber, the one that didn't die, was played by Joanna Bru- uh, Borja, but her friend Jamila, who got uh, Jim Shaw's disease, hmm. was played by an actress named Gabriella Tolly, and she is the first Brazilian to be in Doctor Who in Doctor Who's history. Wow. Huh. So congratulations to Gabrielle Tolley, space for all, hashtag space for all. Hashtag Tim Shaw disease. Hashtag Tim Shaw's disease. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were cool. She got over her friend's death real quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was kind of weird. Would but, she like, glo- uh, go on? Oh, I don't know. I guess like there's no room to like focus on it when you have so many different campaigns right. and also like sub like side characters like that poor <laughs> yeah. the poor guy um oh i don't even remember his name oh the yeah the gets, bird like, watcher yeah you go yeah. inside i'll watch these birds i'm gonna Hitchcock. watch the shit out of these birds <laughs> yeah i'm gonna watch these birds so hard you guys won't even know what hit them so here's my thing now now that we're on the other side of it yeah was he part of of suki's crew i think he was but i don't think he knew okay because remember, Kazuki came to work in the, their first scene. And she was like, are you ever going to get, am I ever going to beat you to work? And he's like, ah, Suki. Yeah. We're, we're humans. Yeah. I don't think, I think I he know. was human. I don't think he was a bad dude. He was literally written to die. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. That's, and I think that's, that's ultimately the problem with this episode is like, I, I thought it was really well structured. I like I liked all the characters. I liked the mystery of it. But the resolution of the mystery was so underwhelming mm. that it was just like, that's it? Okay. Like that moment where she was like, is it the Autons? No, it can't be oh. the Autons. And I was like, that would have been so much more interesting than <laughs> this. I, I want to say for the record, Scott Corelli guessed Autons a full a full like five seconds before the doctor. Nice. Yeah, that's out yeah. loud. Because she was like, like, oh, plastic. Yeah. They were like, this bird's full of plastic. I was like, Autons? And then she was like, Autons? <laughs> No, it can't be autons. <laughs> I like, thought this was. Oh, uh, I wanted to be autons. This was a little. Uh, I thought you know, like microbiotic, like autons. Yeah, it'd yeah, be awesome. That would be cool. Autons yeah, but tiny. Yeah, like auton disease. Yeah, micro know. autons and Wi-Fi Cybermen are on our wish list. Yes, for future monsters. See, <laughs> so yeah, I think following this cool. the Chibnall era's reputation uh you know it's 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 uh it's message its engine is like exploring modern ideas what's scaring the world today whether it's amazon or racism or and i guess this was definitely less ham-fisted than orphan 55 yeah yeah it didn't end with a monologue yeah well (laughs) with a weird voiceover narration yeah well it started with one planet earth yeah lots of stuff here Cheers. It reminded me of it actually. It actually reminded me of the Power of Three. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> How that big starts and ends with a weird monologue. You're like, why is this here? Um, the power of plastic. Is that also Chibnall? <laughs> oh, is it? I don't. It's either, even. or it might be Gatus. No. No. <laughs> no, it was exciting. Yeah. No, it's too fun to be Gatus. Uh. I really dug. It is. Uh, the, it's Chibnall. It's Chibnall? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing. Great. So we know we know that Chris Chibnall's two contributions to this <laughs> were Tim Shaw disease and the bookends. The voiceover. The, the voiceover bookends. Ooh, give it a bit of teeth then, I. Eh? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
Uh, I really liked the doctor being uh, Twitter pated with uh, with Suki Chang and not like getting that she's she's bad. I'm a sucker for a do- I'm a sucker for a scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. The actress playing Suki Chang is going to be in the Artemis Fowl movie. I just looked up. Oh, nice. Oh. That's exciting. If that movie ever comes out. Yeah. As <laughs> a poster. It sure it has a poster with the original date on it. <laughs> nice. When it was supposed to come out back in like October. You know what else is cool is like um both the the the, the Gabriella and um and Jamila and Suki Chang, th- this was all of theirs like third or second ever credit on IMDb. Oh, good for I them. I just think it's cool how like the show's kind of using like the next generation of UK talent, yeah. international talent. Um, Honestly, though, when they said, uh, you know, like, hey, come back and find us sometime, I was like, you know, I kind of hope when we retire these three companions, she just goes and picks them up and just makes <laughs> oh, them man. companions. I want I'd be into it. I, I want know. her to come back. I want the Victorian scientist that, yeah. that, that pulled the cannon off and shot at the master. She was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think she was a real life scientist, too. Yeah, she is. She can't come back. That's okay. why she erased her memory. Damn it. Yeah. Because it would ruin history or something. Yeah, something. I really liked uh, Scumbag uh, <laughs> Boyfriend or, or Husband with uh, Impossibly Cool Astronaut Husband. And like they were like <laughs> resentful of each other. Yeah. Uh, I really liked his heart to heart with, with Graham. Yeah. Yeah. I liked uh, I, I liked that he was like, your job's so easy. <laughs> He's like, you're telling me that you pull up to go up and you push down to go down and that's it? Uh, I love that. That's funny. Yeah, they felt like real characters. It was, it was a good yeah. supporting cast this week. Yeah. I liked it when Yaz and Gabriella went off on their own spelunking mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she the first YouTuber to be on Doctor Who? <laughs> the first character to be on YouTuber? Do you count? Do you count Love and Monsters guy? Oh, good oh, one. Oh yeah. Where he just dances to Electric Light Orchestra in his room. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was technically the first proto proto YouTuber. Yeah, proto YouTuber. Back when they were, did they even call them vloggers then? Yeah, they're just like I make diaries on the internet. Yeah, I make diaries <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> and people watch them for some reason. Uh, uh my girlfriend's a bit of granite. <laughs> So <laughs> it was weird how Suki Chang was an alien, but she looked like superhuman. Like I'm like I'm normally human for Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I I I'm very. I don't know. It's weird that the that the moral of this is like we should recycle our plastic, or we're going to attract an alien race to come and use our plastic to give us all diseases. <laughs> Like what? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, autons. So, yeah, the threat. See if it was autons, then we're talking. We now we're how talking. are we supposed to get rid of the ones that won't that won't break down far enough? Like the microplastics, the ones that the ones that are, are presumably all three of us. Yeah, we're full of plastic. Man, yeah, kerblam. <laughs> we're all full of plastic. Apparently. Uh, the Facebook group was alive this past week with theories and oh yeah that's true sub theories that's been really fun mm-hmm. old school yeah yeah so it seems like Chibnall kind of discredited or at least kind of like in public interviews like it's not an alternate universe like we're not going to do that kind of yeah but like I'm sorry but like a uh, uh, a legitimate 
uh, regeneration that the doctor conveniently forgot about is just as much of a cop out as an alternate universe. Oh, so, sure. like, they're not cop outs; they're explanations. An alternate um, universe is more interesting because we already got yes. that. Yeah, right. We already had the War Doctor, yeah. so like, and you're I just copying that, Moffat. So. <laughs> yeah, you're just copying Moffat at that point, and it's like, I don't know. Don't copy Moffat. Yeah, Moffat didn't copy RTD. Right. That's true. Except for the structure of series five, but right. <laughs> that works. The best though. series, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, you t- you take what works. Yeah. Um, See, I, I hope it's not just that. There's, I don't know. Like, if, I don't know if 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 it ends up being just like, oh, I forgot before I was William Hartnell, I was I was Ruth. Then yeah, I mean the popular theory on the on the on the group has been that it's the. Uh, what is it? Three, the six, six B. Six B, yeah. When yeah. Hartnell or not Hartnell, um, Troughton is forced to regenerate and work for the Time Lords before he becomes um Pertwee. Right. Oh, okay. And so the idea is that her regeneration is between Troughton and Pertwee, but it was erased from really their memory <laughs> because when Pertwee comes, when Pertwee is freshly regenerated and shows up, he like doesn't remember anything. He's like real foggy. Right, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. And so the idea is that it would happen there. I hope that, I hope it's that nerdy. I hope it's that inside baseball. I hope that she regenerates into Pertwee and, oh. and they get, uh, Sean. yeah, Sean to come <gasps> play his Alfred. dad. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Oh my I'd be God. into it. The, I mean, the only problem is with that theory, though, in general, is that um, it doesn't really hold any water because Pertwee is wearing Troughton's outfit when he regenerates, when he, like, falls out of the TARDIS. That's true. So I, I don't know that I really believe that theory either, unless they're just going to, like, be like, oh, yeah, she conveniently dresses back up as Troughton <laughs> before she regenerates. You know what I want to do? I want to dress up like him one more time. <laughs> Uh, oh no! I'm regenerating. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Cap goes back to that museum and steals his uniform for no. Part One, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'm so fired. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good movie. It is. Um. Anyway, We're probably gonna rewatch it soon. Yeah, that's true. Between Black Widow and uh, Winter Soldier Falcon. Yeah, Ooh. true. Yeah. Let's talk about Marvel stuff in, in our Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> yeah. How about that WandaVision trailer? <laughs> I haven't seen huh? any of those yet. Oh. It's like they made one mega trailer. Oh. Yeah, for all their Disney Plus shows. There's I shouldn't say mega three trailer. Three of them? Yeah, three right now. Okay. There's yeah. like a bit of Loki at the end. Yeah, because they just started shooting like last week. Ah. Yeah, so there's like one shot. <laughs> Um, but there's a bunch of WandaVision and uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Nice. But it's like 30 seconds, so a bunch is eh. relative. They, they pack a lot. It's more than we had <laughs> yeah. before. That's sure. true. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, kind of an open and shut case this week. Uh, I think we all had fun. But, yeah. Uh, so I, if, if, like I said, if, if, they were all, if all the Chimnal Era stuff felt like this, I would be way more into his era. Uh, because this feels like Doctor Who, but it feels like any other. It feels like unlike any other Doctor Who that we've seen before. Yeah, structurally and everything else, it felt fresh. Yeah, I would even put this above Kerblam. Yeah, even though even though it feels, it like it it's not. I don't think it quite sticks the landing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I still enjoyed myself while watching it, which is all I ever want from Doctor Who. So right, yeah. Could you have could you have literally put this before, other than the 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 tail end of it? Could you have put this before Fugitive of the Jadoon and lose anything? I don't think you would have lost anything. No. no. Maybe that's maybe that kind of hurt it a little bit, where it's coming off of such a seismic episode. And yeah, to be case of the week. I mean, I know I know that a lot of people are really angry about this episode. Um, like a lot of people, a lot of people really, really hated this episode, Why? and I do think because because they don't care, like they don't care about this. They want oh, answers to yeah. last well, week, yeah, because they've they've forgotten how Doctor Who works. Apparently, <laughs> they think that it's. It's like other shows. Like people were calling this a filler episode. And I was like, have you ever watched Doctor Who? Yeah. Like almost every episode is a filler episode <laughs> if you want to call it a filler. Yeah. <coughs> Murder She Wrote is like 300 filler episodes. Yeah. It used to be it used to be that there was no such thing as a filler episode. It was like you would get your regular case of the week stories and then every once in a while you would get a mythology episode and be like, "Ooh, that was special." Yeah. But like that's that's it. Yeah, Moffat kind of rewrote the book on that. Well, not no, it's not it's not Moffat, it's TV in general. That's true. That's very like, true. Like TV in general, As they don't do a lot more serialized. Yeah. Like if if Buffy was a show now, people would would bitch about every time there right. was a monster of the week episode. <laughs> those are some of the best episodes of that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd just be like, "Oh god, who cares? I want to see more about the master." <laughs> She's a mummy, the... we get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, bad example. That's not a great episode. <laughs> I like Inca Mummy Girl. Um, you know, but they're like, yeah, we get it. There's ghosts in the school. They're in love. Who cares? And it's like, oh, God, but that episode's so good. Yeah. You monsters. Oh, who, ca- <laughs> who cares? Nobody can talk in, in town. Who cares? Oh it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with the ongoing plot. I want to know more about the initiative. Get back to glory. What's glory doing? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, tele- television is ruined. People watch TV differently now, and I don't know, people like Mando. Yeah, but they called those filler episodes too. That's true. Yeah, remember yeah. they were like, "What's with all these filler episodes?" Like, you're all watching TV wrong. That's Back funny. in my day, <laughs> we were grateful for the mythology episodes. <laughs> oh, great TV! And we knew that the show was a monster of the week, and we loved it for it. I think it's um. Less like about serialization and more about like binge watching mentality. Yes, right. So and like people don't like to wait. Like I don't. I don't know. I didn't want to wait after last week, but yeah, yeah. Give me the rest of that right now. Yeah. Like the Good Place. I watched like the last season of the Good. Well, you know, season three of the Good Place in like a day. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like the binge watching model. I normally much. don't either. I like. I, I like. I like enjoying it. I like spacing yeah. it out. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm ready to go back to the days of like Buffy. <laughs> well, cause, cause the thing that the, the, the thing that like Buffy and like early Doctor Who and uh, early, I, I early knew who mid two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Smallville. Uh, early Doctor uh, Who back in the sixties. Yeah. The way, the way that, the way that, that, uh, the, those shows operated, it was like they were, they had the monster or supernatural. That's another good example. It's like mm. they had these monster of the week stories but because they knew that that was the majority of their show, they put all their effort into making those episodes special. Mm-hmm. And so then when the mythology episodes came, they were that much bigger and that much more important and that much better. Yeah. Because you had learned about these characters over the course of these Monster of the Week episodes. Yeah. 
And but now you watch a show like The Flash, which is the same structure as those other stuff, that other stuff mm-hmm. where you have like a case of the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Meta of the week. Right. But the case of the week isn't very good. Like they're not very good episodes. Yeah, you never remember like, oh, the girl fell into a, a, a bowl of electricity and now she has electricity power. Yeah. But you're really watching it to find out like, oh, what's Harrison Wells doing or what's this or what's yeah, that? Or what's going what's going through this character's head? What are yeah. they dealing with? But like they don't do that anymore. They're just like, yeah, we gotta yeah. solve this meta thing. Where supernatural okay, would be like, oh, they're doing the Jersey Devil this week. That's yeah, awesome. right. Mm-hmm. That'd be ex- and it would be exciting. That's I, you're picking the worst examples. <laughs> okay, the Jersey know. Devil episode. <laughs> that is like notoriously the worst episode of Supernatural. Oh, it's man. like that and the Wendigo. Those are like oh, the, the two. So my bad. second. <laughs> that was gonna be my second poll. Oh man, the Wendigo. Um. <laughs> Anyway, Nick's part of the problem is what yeah. we're learning. <laughs> I like the worst ones of everything. <laughs> My favorite Mandalorian was the one where she went after Ming-Na. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. I so like I just I I get I get I'm 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 getting uh, exhausted with this whole this binge-watching mentality because it's taking away from the episode of the week mm-hmm. storylines. Because everyone, including the people making the show, know that it's not important, and so they're like, they're like, it feels half-assed all the I time. I think it was like, definitely why the are case. They making the show, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I definitely feel that that was a lot of the case with like the Marvel TV shows, like Daredevil and Punisher, where yeah. it was like, look, it's like one big movie where like half of it's boring, right? And that that's not good either. But what I I'm making the prediction that with this new decade, with 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 Mandalorian, with uh, Bucky and Falcon. And WandaVision being we we you know episodic, and Mandalorian really capturing the, the 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 conversation, the zeitgeist because it was week by week. I actually think episodic television might be making a comeback this decade. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not talking about just. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not talking about just episodic TV. I'm talking about like non, not even non serialized. That's not even really what I'm talking about. Case yeah. of the week. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> more of a focus on, um. Individual episode storylines. Yes. And and condensing all the mythology into special episodes that yeah. are like mid-season finales and premieres and mm-hmm. season finales and things like that. Where you're like you're like focusing on those things yeah. there, but you're also making sure that the individual episodes are really strong individual episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just not as special because they're not about the overarching mythology. Yeah. But like Taking that mythology and then just like piecemealing it across individual episodes makes it all feel more bland to yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> tired of this structure. Yeah, this is a good episode. I, I liked. It. I, I liked it. I I did, and it's it's a bummer that it's got such a bad rap, and it's and it's because people didn't want it. They don't want I it right now. I think it's weird, though, because, like, I feel like this season, um, some I saw this article that was just, like, Orphan 55's the best episode of Doctor Who ever, and I'm like, what? Um, so I, I find that sometimes we're, like, on the opposite side of, like, popular opinion. Sure. People people really love Spyfall. I don't think any of us were super crazy yeah, about Spyfall. Yeah. yeah. We really like this. Apparently, people don't like this, but we can all agree that Fugitive of the Jadoon was great. Mm-hmm. The idea that Orphan Fifty Five is the best episode of Doctor Who ever is the most insane thing Legit. I've ever no, heard I in my life. No, I saw that headline. I was like, "Are you even watching the same show?" Three. three <laughs> char- have you have you watched Doctor Who before <laughs> the new seasons? 
It was so three weird. Characters, yeah. Three characters die in Orphan 54 by running off camera. Yeah. Yeah. Best episode ever. I anyway. also, I uh, I don't want to rewatch um, Tim Shaw, but like I need to know like how many people have died in the past season and a half because I feel like the body count is so high. Yeah. It seems that way. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jimnall's really into killing people. I know. I know he writes murder <coughs> mysteries, but like, Jesus, man. But a lot of people died in like the Pertwee era of the show, too. Yeah, but that's like, I don't know. It's like 70s campy dying. Like, this is like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we had like, what, three deaths this week. Uh, two, two, at least like two or three. No, yeah, because it was, it was the neighbor. The old lady. I'm talking about Jadoon. Yeah. Oh. The uh the husband and then uh uh Mags or mm-hmm. the girl, the the lady, the time lady. Tesla, a bunch of people died. Yeah. Spyfall, a bunch of people died. Or in fifty four, like everyone died. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Crystal T. Davies, there was always like, oh, half these people are going to die. Remember there were always those like alien episodes where it's like, you, you're on a colony. Yeah, but he always like made them heroes before they died. Yeah. He either he, he made the choice of either making them hero, dying he hero or dying a villain. Like there were very few victims. Yeah. yeah. That's true. This has a lot of victims. Yeah. Yeah. I want I want the um the just this once everybody lives uh moment for Jodie Whittaker's doctor. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because we're drawing Eccleston comparisons. Like, I, 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 I think she needs that. Yeah. I'm worried it was Orphan 54. I saw a, <laughs> I saw an Instagram post from Stephen Moffat, who he's like, he's on. <laughs> I know. I never once ever thought about him being on Instagram. Yeah, he is on Instagram. That's, That's amazing. He's, he's on uh, post Dracula, like, vacation with Sue and oh, uh, Bless. Uh, <laughs> another couple. I'm not sure who they are. But they're they're all on vacation, like in the in the tropics somewhere, or like in Spain, or wherever they go. I don't know, but um, somewhere tropical. And uh, uh, the post the post today was uh, he put up a post, and he was like on vacation on the beach, and he had his like iPad out, and he was watching last night's Doctor Who. Oh my God, oh. bless! <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, God, he still loves it. Like he still loves it. And I was just thinking, I was just thinking, you know. I wouldn't hate if he wrote an episode. Oh man, absolutely. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate. It. I don't want him to take the show back over. No, no. Yeah. but I wouldn't hate it if he wrote an episode. <laughs> oh man, just like the doctor goes to like vacation in Spain. Yeah, but then I wouldn't hate it if Russell T wrote an episode either. Yeah, Definitely bring not. Bring him back. Bring them both back. Let them both write an episode. Oh, we've come full circle, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I miss Toby Whithouse. I miss them all. I miss all of our friends. <laughs> Our best friends, Stephen Moffat. <laughs> Moffat has to come back just so Nick can do his Moffat impression again. I'm oh, that's sorry. True. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark Gatiss can stay home. I, <laughs> I bought Moffat's novel for uh, Day of the Doctor. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start reading that soon. Yeah, I want to I wanna join you in that. I think I'm going to buy it, too. Great. Yeah. Oh. We'll read it together. On I want to read it. I'll send you one, too, Cass. We can all read oh, it. Oh, a book club. Yay. A book club. <laughs> Because I haven't seen it in a long time, so I think it'll be I think it'll be still exciting, even though I know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I just want to see what his prose is like. Yeah, me too. Because mm-hmm. that's what um, Blink started out as prose. Oh wow! It was like a short story. That's true. That's that wow. he wrote for like a Doctor Who magazine. God, I think he he knew what he was about. Oh my god! From yeah, one. back in the nineties, like before it started up again, he wrote Dang. that. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, so, anyway. All right, well. Recycle. Recycle, everybody. <laughs> For God's yeah. sake, recycle. Watch more episodic television. Yeah. Um, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. If you haven't seen Buffy, it's a good show. You should watch it. It is. Um, is that it? I, I guess that's so. it. Yeah. Next week, uh, Can You Hear Me? Which is the the mantra of all long distance podcasters. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> what if Graham has a podcast? <laughs> oh, I would listen to every episode. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. Can you hear me next week? And then uh, I guess after that is the Mary Shelley episode, and then the, yep. the two part finale. Blah. Nice. So we are trucking right along, and then. Uh, and then we'll probably take a, a short hiatus and then come back with a new season of Long Way Around. So back at it. Back at like it. Stephen Moffat. Just like Stephen Moffat. Bless his, <laughs> bless his heart. He still <laughs> loves the show. It made me so happy. Anyway. On vacation. <laughs> On vacation. Oh, my God. It's like nothing says vacation like watching a show I don't work for anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one looked tricky. <laughs> Hong Kong, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.